It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. And a good day to you. Good day. A good day. Hey now. Have you ever done like a reunion, like a high school reunion, or you didn't do college, but like a high school reunion of any sort? No. You know what? I don't think I would have gone anyway. No? I didn't like my high school experience, to be perfectly honest with you. You're not alone. A lot of people did not. I didn't even go to my graduation. I had a gig that night. And I thought it was more important to make uh, 400 bucks DJing at Tailgate Charlie's in Stony Creek than it was to go to my high school grad. So I didn't even go. Oh, wow. Did you get invited to one? Uh, college this time around. College. They're trying to plan a date for, uh, yeah, a college reunion in the spring or summer. Haven't seen most of them in pff, 10 years. Are you going to go? I think so. Yeah, as long as it's local. Like, I went to school locally, so it's not far for me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. But Is anyway. it weird that you would go to a reunion with a bunch of people that took a broadcasting program and you're the one who yeah. didn't graduate and the one who's only working in broadcasting? Yeah, it's true. I I, uh, I pieced out in, in my third year before I graduated. And yeah, I'd say there's a few people. There's a few of us that are in the industry. <laughs> Most aren't. But I'm kind of curious as to what they're doing. Yeah, it's a good way to find I'm out. I'm curious. That's yeah. what reunions anyway, are for. Anyway, that's what I, someone was messaging me about just now. As a follow-up to yesterday's podcast, I went through my filtered messages on Instagram to see if anybody explained the foot fetish to me. Right. If you didn't hear 144, go back and listen to 144. And it starts off a little serious when we were talking about the plane crash and the situation with Iran. But then at the end, we totally got ridiculous talking about smell dating and foot fetishes. Because that really describes our podcast the best, doesn't it? Michelle Rempel would have hated it. However, it was fun. Still looking for somebody to explain the foot fetishes, but I did discover a couple of DMs. This one from Trish. She says, hey guys, I listened to the podcast and Scott, it was the one where you and Dave Blizzard went to dinner. Can you confirm the name of David Allen's book that changed his eating habits? I'm interested in it. Please let me know. Thank you. And then as I scan down, I've got another one. This is from Ashley. Wondering if you could tell me the name of the book that he read. It was Alan Carr, not David Allen, Alan Carr's Easy Way, if you want to look into it, but we'll get to that in another podcast another time. More. Uh, (laughs) We had a good discussion today, and we disagree. On our FM radio show, we were talking about the Royals. Harry and Meghan are leaving the royal family-ish. They're kind of leaving. This is like the work-to-rule equivalent. They don't want a full-blown strike. They're just going to sort of work-to-rule. Right, exactly. Instead of full-time, they want a part-time gig, if that. Why? Because, and and I'll tell you why I'm asking why. Because as soon as I heard this, instinctively, my first thought was, oh, here we go. She's trying to change him. Mm -hmm. She knew he was a royal. She knew what the lifestyle was like. She knew what she was getting into when she got married. Then she had a kid. And now, mm, maybe you don't want to do this royal family thing anymore. Why don't we just go and live in Canada? Or we'll get a condo in New York and a house in Toronto. Do you think that's what's going on here? Is she trying to change him? That, I hate that people are so quick to assume that because it's such a, like, and I'm not saying you're wrong because the truth is we don't know. We don't know what really is happening or really is going on. But here's what I do know about Prince Harry because I do follow the royals. I have been watching um, documentaries and interviews with them for many years. And Prince Harry has not been shy about the fact that he hates what happened to his mother, obviously. Sure. Uh, Princess Diana, at the time of her death, was being stalked by paparazzi. 
they blame paparazzi and the spotlight for her death and they have for many years and he said he is unsure in the past he said without saying it that he's kind of unsure about what that would look like for his for his future children he says he's worried he said that for many years before he even started dating megan so then here we go fast forward to now where he is married to megan they have a child archie and even in their joint statement that they sent out yesterday which the queen apparently found out about at the same time as us which isn't good that's the not good part but they specifically mention Archie and wanting to give Archie uh, a balanced life. So, yes, it's part of his life. He grew into the royals. However, they don't want him to be the way that Harry was growing up and have to be worried about his parents. He's seeing the things that paparazzi's doing and saying about Meghan, which is so unfair in the UK. Here in Canada, you can read the odd article about them. In the UK, it's always about them. They have royal correspondents that do nothing but write stories all day long. 24-7. And not nice ones about Megan at all. They're never really great ones. So every now and again, you'll probably get the whatever ones that are fine. People don't like Megan generally and like to blame her for a lot of things, which is why I hate that everybody's throwing the blame on her. Because I think in a lot of parts, this has to do with Harry and how Harry grew up have, having lost his mom, seeing the things that people are saying about his now wife, he's seeing things in Megan that he saw in his mom before his mom died. The sadness of people talking about you and writing about you when they don't even know you. And again, a lot of people are making up their mind about what really is going on here with Harry and Megan without really knowing. Now, the reports suggest the Queen, like I said, didn't know. So if that's the case, yeah, I think it was a calculated move, though, for them to announce this to the public, which they did before they announced it to Buckingham Palace, essentially. Because now, instead of the Queen just being like, nope, you can't do that. Okay, move along. And nobody knew that you requested it. Now everyone knows that that's what they want. Right. So if the Queen says no, we know that the Queen will say no because they'll have to just kind of leave the royal family, period. The end. I think it's going to be kind of a black and white thing. But they're in early discussions, says Buckingham Palace, about what they're going to do next. Yeah, they almost have to negotiate the exit because it's not that cut and dried. I mean, Harry and and Meghan's money, a lot of it comes from Prince Charles. And the royals make money through a number of different ways. However, mm-hmm. part of it is taxpayer subsidized. And it goes to the royal family and then filters down from there. They've got nice houses and they've got assets all over the world and... Mm-hmm. How can you just leave? It almost seems to me like it needs to be a clean break. Can you just be a part-time royal? Like, can you show up at the the big high-end functions and the big centennials and things like that, but not show up at the little individual things that happen throughout the year? I don't see why not. The queen might not see it that way, but the queen grew up so differently. You know who won in all of this? Kate. William and Kate are just sitting there ready to take over as king and queen of England. And it may happen soon. It may happen in a while. Because one of the things that will happen is, eventually, as sad as this is, the queen will die. And when the queen dies, it then goes to Prince Charles. He will be the king of England. However, he can pass. Mm-hmm. Which he, which everybody is suggesting he will. He will just pass that down to, to William. A lot of people are saying he would skip his crack mm-hmm. at being king and just give it right to William and William and Kate will be the king and queen of the Commonwealth. Okay, great. It's a long time before Harry would ever get the throne. But let's say that did happen. Let's say something weird happened. Okay, like six people would have to die or, to, or say no. So okay. this is a no, this is never going to happen. But okay, continue. Cat, as someone who watched Designated Survivor, it's possible. Okay. 
It's possible. Okay, sure. Something I'm not could saying happen. it's not possible. I'm saying the odds are just ridiculous. So would Harry then come back in and be king, even though he basically left the family? I don't. I mean, I don't. Because eventually Archie would be king, too, if the right chain of events happened. Right. But again, the odds, like it's not going to happen. And he knows it's not going to happen, which is why he's moving on. And let's not forget, Harry has a lot of other endeavors he's wanted to do and has been doing. I mean, he hosted his games here in in Toronto the not Invicta long ago. Games. The Invictus Games. He started that many a while ago, a few years ago, and he's wanted to do stuff like that. They're both very involved in charity work. They can't probably take all those things on as much as they want to with still having, having to do these royal duties, which are stupid. I mean, I personally don't understand the royal situation at all. I don't get it. I don't know why it's such a big deal, but that's fine. It's part of a long, long history. But it's also 2020, and if people want to change things up like they do, who fucking cares? Kate won. Kate won because Kate is now, without a doubt, the favorite daughter-in-law. <laughs> uh, yeah. You, I imagine Megan didn't make any friends at Buckingham Palace in, in this announcement. You made a bit of a good point there when you said something about the queen. And the queen's old. How old is the queen now? She's so over 90. Whatever. Whatever it is. 90-something. Like, she's not uh, young anymore. Do you think part of them kind of was like, okay, well, I thought she'd die by now so we could just do this thing. And kind of hope that she'd be gone when they made the decision to do what they've done which is kind of separate themselves a bit from the royals. It seems like the queen is the one that's really like, let's go here. You are a member of the royal family, period, the end. She's the link back to tradition. And William and Kate seem like they're a little bit of a, um, how, how can I put this? You've heard the expression stick up their ass? They seem very prim and proper and, and very much like the queen, whereas Harry and Meghan are very progressive thinking right yes and part of the problem here is and maybe this factored into harry and megan's decision right now there's really no distinction between william and kate and harry and megan however once the queen dies and once charles is out of the way whether he does it voluntarily or he himself dies william is the king and that means he's the boss of harry not just equals as brothers He's in charge because the way the monarchy works is it's mm -hmm. top down and the king or the queen or both of them together, they call the shots. I don't know. Maybe Harry and Meghan are looking at this like, I'm not going to listen to that fucking guy. I'm not going to listen to that bitch or however it is that they talk. We don't really know, though. That's that could be legit because they're siblings at the end of the day. Do you all of you listen and get along with your siblings? hundred percent. Do you get along with your siblings partner? Do you get along with your siblings partner? A lot would of people you, don't. Would you want them to be your boss? This is essentially what would happen. I'm okay with them stepping back. I think it's great and progressive. And again, but I don't understand the whole thing anyway. And the stuff they have to attend is just like, give me a break. They must hate I'd that shit. I'd be bored too. And yes, there's a lot of perks. And they can be grateful about all the free things that they get. And the chauffeurs. And the, the everything is free. The cost of life is free for them. But it seems as though Harry and Meghan, it's not worth it to them. At all. And they want to do other things. And yes, they're still going to use their name and their likeness and their faces to get across their charities and make money that way. Because they also did mention specifically financial independence. They did that on purpose because they don't want people to assume they're going to take the money that the monarchy makes and use it going forward without being part of the royals. They're making their own money now. Do they get to keep the jewels? Because the crown comes with a lot of jewels. I don't know if they have many. Like, I don't know what jewels. They, they, I don't see them wearing a lot of jewels. I don't think they would wear them out in public. But, I mean, that's, like, real 
costume jewelry. It's so extravagant that I don't right. know if you actually could wear it out. But even down to the tiaras and stuff that they get right. to choose from when they go to formal functions. Well, Megan's ring was Diana was part of Diana's estate estate as well. But yeah, of course. But that's part of I think yeah they'll get to keep all those things that were already given to them and gifted to them. But they won't like it's not like they'll go into the vault every now and again. And, Let's peruse this and see what I can use. <laughs> I don't see that happening. They're not going to walk down to like no. the the hawk shop and try and sell it off and make no. some money. <laughs> Financial independence isn't all it's cracked up to be, dude. I don't know. If I had a steady source of income and palaces and horses and nice cars and all my clothes were paid for and everything, didn't want for anything to turn all that down and say, no, I'm just going to make my own money. That's a tough haul. I don't know if you've looked at housing prices in Toronto, but you might want to look more Kitchener way. Seriously? You don't think for one speaking (laughs) event, though? One speaking event, and those two could make what we could make in five years. You know that. Kat, what worries me in particular, what if they go for financial independence and the economy takes a shit and they're thinking... Oh, boy, we got to get some money in here because we kind of like flying around on private jets and stuff like that. We don't want to go back to just regular Air Canada to get out to Vancouver for Christmas. So let's take the money that A&E is offering or Global that's is offering. That's exactly what they're going to do. And do a reality show. Yeah, that's exactly what they might end up doing. A Netflix docuseries, for example. Leaving the Royals. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving the Royals, oh, that's People it. would shit. Like, they just shit themselves if that happened. In the UK, I mean. In the UK, in they'd the UK, lose their minds. Like, you don't understand. This is, like, an insane story there. Like, it's on every cover of everything. They're going to be talking about this for months. They're into the protocol of it all, too, though. They're trying to understand how this can happen. We're more curious about the basics, but they're getting oh, yeah. real intricate. Like, what happens to this specific piece of land? And what happens exactly. to this and that? Where I'm like, where's the drama at? What's Kate saying? Is Kate texting Megan? Like, what the fuck is up, bitch? Like, I don't, <laughs> that's what I want to know. I want to know all that dirty little stuff. I want to know all of it. All of it. Every detail. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it works out. Um, we did mention it earlier in the podcast, too. And as sad as it is to say, eventually, the queen will die. And apparently, I'd love to see this. Somewhere in Ottawa is the official protocol for what will happen when the queen dies. And the rumors that have leaked out about this are pretty fascinating. Really? I've heard rumors that we're going to have four official days of mourning. The day the queen actually goes like four stat holidays in a row. The day the queen dies, things like that. There's all kinds of things that have to happen. The um, governor general will be heavily involved. The prime minister will have somewhat of a role. There's all there. There might even be a state funeral in Canada. In addition to the one that will happen in the UK, all the Commonwealth countries will participate. And I don't know the specifics, but I want to. I really oh, do. That's very interesting. In our day to day lives here in southern Ontario, it's real easy to just get caught up in everyday life. But to them, this is a big fucking huge, deal. Huge deal. Like I can't even begin to express what a big deal it is to them if you if you're unaware of it. It's crazy. And we are part of the Commonwealth. We're part of the monarchy. Yeah. So yeah. we have to observe these things. It's just the way it works. If you still have any cash money, it's her face on all, all of it. If you haven't noticed, that's her. It's her. Yeah. All of it. Mm-hmm. All that, I guess, has to be updated or will they leave it alone? So is Kate and William going on our money? Are we going to have Prince Charles too? I was just wondering about what's going to happen to the money, too. I don't know, but I know that it'll never be Harry or Archie or definitely not <laughs> Megan. <laughs>
<laughs> but Tim Hortons will give them free coffee. There's always that. Tim Hortons just got shit on yesterday. And in a way, I kind of feel bad for them. It's almost like they're trying to play a, a big boy game, but they're not quite there. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at the social media for, you mentioned it this morning, Wendy's, for mm-hmm. example. Great. Burger King has got really good social media. McDonald's, not as good, but they try. So we'll give them a little pat on the head and say, good job, Ron. But... Tim Hortons tried to wade into the social media thing. And what was it they said? Hey, uh, no pressure, but if you come and live in Canada, free coffee for life. Free coffee for life. That pissed people off so much. Well, people are people love to be pissed off at Tim Hortons. Sure. They love to shit on Tim's. And in all fairness, Tim's does seem to be in a bit of an identity crisis. It has been for a while. Mm-hmm. Remember back when it was just coffee and donuts and everybody loved their Timmy's and shit? Well, now McDonald's has come in with a pretty good alternative and their drive throughs is getting faster and they do their dollar coffee days a couple of times a year yeah, now. Yeah. And every seventh one is actually free, unlike every seventh transaction at Tim Hortons that is free. Which is still bullshit. Totally. Yeah. If I buy eight coffees in one transaction, it counts as one coffee. Yeah. That's silly. But anyway, um, people love to shit on Tim's and... Eh, maybe it's deserved, maybe it's not. I didn't think people needed to be that mean about it in the tweet oh, yesterday. They were saying everything from, well, why don't you pay your staff a living wage? Why don't you do that instead of giving out free coffee to people who don't need free coffee? Uh, helping the rich get richer. Um, how about you give free coffee to veterans? It goes on and on and on. It, Tim's kind of walked into that one, though. I'm surprised they didn't weigh the... But what if this goes south? Yes. Option. Uh, and I'm surprised the tweet's still up. They sent that out late yesterday afternoon. And, the, and as of right now, as we record this podcast, the tweet is still there. It surprises me that they're not like, oh, shit, we should probably just take that down. But they no, probably should. They're sticking with it for now. I mean, I get that it tried to come off as as cute. Yeah, they tried to be cute. And it did not come mm, off that way no. at all. But I mean, hey, you guys are running commercials right now with Wayne Gretzky talking about Tim Horton, and Tim Horton has nothing to do with the company anymore. But you made try to create this this Canadian yeah. heritage moment, and then at the same time, you drop the news that you're going to start selling Timbit breakfast cereal. I mean, just full of sugar. It's a weird thing that's going on. Yeah, it is. You've had some strange product rollouts over the yeah. last little while. I don't know what that whole Beyond Meat burger thing was supposed to be, but I know I waited in line way too long at the drive through a few times because people wanted to try a hamburger and you're not a hamburger restaurant oh they've tried there's wieners too are the wieners still there there's wieners. oh the country sausages yeah that's fucking strange though right that's weird i think so they took a hot dog sliced it down the middle and put it on a, a biscuit i wouldn't make that at home i'd make that at when home. i'm high if i was 13 i'd make that at home because i didn't know how to cook anything else at 13 yeah, no, they've done some strange things. There's no question about it. I'm not sure who's going to take the bull by the horns there, but a lot of people like to hate on them. It's good product at the end of the day, though. The coffee itself is good product. That's all I'll really say. Mention another Canadian company, Harvey's. Mm-hmm. So Harvey's, they put out coupons all the time, but it seems like they don't usually do an all-out special. Like right now, the big A&W one is get a mama burger for two fifty. That's right. They do deals like that regularly throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Harvey's, it feels like they'll do... Uh, coupons but they don't deal do deals per se until now boom three for five bucks that's great you can get a junior hamburger a junior chicken a hot dog their donut thingies that they've got or uh fries or a pop or onion rings or whatever three things four or five dollars and you pick so i tried it out i'm gonna tell you something it's fucking weird 
to drive on the 401 eating a hot dog. Because there's no easy way to eat a hot dog that doesn't look strange to the people beside you. And hot dogs, they're not as contained as a hamburger is. Hamburger, you can, if you get a, a quarter pounder, okay, you can set the box in your lap or the wrapper in your lap. And if something happens to fall, it just falls there. Hot dog's a little different. It doesn't necessarily catch everything. And no matter how you do it, when you eat a hot dog, it looks like a dick. Every time. And if you tilt your head to the side to fit it in, it looks like you're sucking a dick. And if you you can't eat it like down to up, you certainly don't want to do it up to down like you're milking a fucking cow. If you do it Catch dead them drips. If you do it dead on, it there's no way to eat a hot dog without it looking like you're sucking a dick. There's just no Can way we, to do it. Okay. I don't know if you want to do this here or if you want to do this another time. But I would like you to, for the first time ever, Tell the uncensored version of the time that you were driving on the highway and the guy was jerking off beside you. Oh. Because you've told that story on the radio, but we've it's a, it's a radio edit. It was the uncensored story. Or the heard, censored story. I've heard the uncensored off air, but I don't think you've ever done it. Do you want to tell that story? Because you just the way you were just eating that fake hot dog reminded me of that. Yeah. I will tell that story, not in this podcast, but if you remind me, I'll do it in one of next week's okay. podcasts. Okay. Yeah, a guy, he actually got arrested and everything because he pulled up beside me and he was jerking off while he was driving. It's funny because it wasn't me. I'm sorry. You probably you probably will never get that out of your mind. I think it's hilarious. So we'll do that. We'll do that coming up next week. I want to hear you do it uncensored. Um, you're fucking crushing on Leonardo DiCaprio even harder, and I didn't think that was possible thanks to what Leo did. If you missed our FM radio show today, uh, every hour we do something called What's Trending, and that's where Kat talks about the top trending stories of the day, and Leonardo DiCaprio probably saved a life. I don't think there's any other way to look at it other than he saved someone's life. He did, and him and his, and him and the captain of his particular, I don't know if he, ha- I think he had a yacht. I think he has a yacht. It's Leonardo DiCaprio. When you have a yacht, by the way, you don't drive your own yacht. You have a crew that drives your yacht for you. That's right. So the ca- he is sailing along. The, by the way, this was before the Golden Globes even. This is a week before the Golden Globes. He did this so quietly. He's with his uh, girlfriend. Her, her parents gave her permission did to. They, they to signed go the slip, board. did they? They signed the slip. Boy, you're making a real deal with the <laughs> devil when you allow your daughter to go on a ship with Leonardo DiCaprio. She's like 23 or something. That's why we make those jokes for those that don't know. But anyway, that's that very old for Leo. That aside, <laughs> very too, way too old. So he's cruising along in St. Bart's, having a great time, when all of a sudden the captain says, someone just radioed, there's a guy, a kid, a 24-year-old, who fell off of a, a Club Med yacht, which is the size of a cruise ship, okay? So let's just call it a cruise ship. It was a, it's a massive, massive yacht. They don't know where he is. They're searching for him and asking for any vessels in the area. Well, listen, we're close enough. Do you want to go and turn around? Ours, they were on a different path, obviously. He said, yeah. Leo said, let's go do this. If we have a ch- even a chance of trying to rescue somebody, let's do it. They turned around. Maritime law dictates that if you're close enough, you have to go and help. You by have the way. to go. I'm not even sure if that was the case here. He might have just voluntarily said, let's go. Like, we're, we're just cruising around anyway. Let's go do it. So the- I can take a break from shagging my girlfriend sure, for a few you minutes. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You get some water, sweetie. We're going to go and rescue somebody. Let's get some ice from my balls and let's go rescue a guy. <laughs> so they did it. They turned around. They're, they're going through. Lo and behold, After 11 hours of staying afloat drunk, this guy is found by Leonardo DiCaprio's boat. They bring him up. Everything's good. The guy was saved. And this story just kind of got 
no, nobody knew about it until recently when somebody told the Daily Mail about it. The Daily Mail did some digging and found out this is in fact true. So he wasn't looking for credit in no, doing this. No, not one bit. It's crazy. Okay. So the good news, no, no, we'll do it the other way. The bad news is you just fell off a cruise ship. And I'm going to suggest that you don't just fall off a cruise ship. I've been on a cruise ship really fucking drunk and I didn't fall off the boat. You got to be doing something stupid to fall off of a cruise ship. But anyway, the bad news is you fell off the ship. The good news is there's a boat coming. I've been treading water for 11 hours drunk, but I made it. I can see Help is on the way. I just got to tread water for a few more minutes until they get here. The bad news is when the boat pulls up, it's fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. I've seen that movie, and the last person you want to be on a boat with is Leonardo DiCaprio. No. He was not in charge of the Titanic, okay? He was an innocent bystander. Leo, throw me a door. He didn't even have a ticket. He didn't even have a ticket. He won a ticket. Um, yeah, how amazing is that? How crazy is that? And the odds of it. I know the jokes are coming out like crazy. Like, oh, he had room. Kate Winslet didn't have any room for him, but he had room for some stranger. It is a cool story, though, regardless. So good on him. He's trying to fight climate change and saving lives and animals and earth. And now he's fucking just rescued a guy like, fucking come on now. Stop being so perfect. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, we got time here. I'll just do a couple of quick stories here to wrap this up. Uh, number one. Justin Trudeau finally spoke yesterday. Yeah. We called him out yesterday, and to his credit, 12 hours later, he came out and gave a news conference. Great. He says, we're going to get to the bottom of this mystery. So they an- a released an initial report into that plane crash in Iran, and they say the crew never called for help. There was a, quote, sudden emergency, and it looks like the plane tried to turn around and go back to the airport. That's in dispute, by the way, because I watched so much news coverage on this yesterday, and I saw a number of... Uh, aviation experts, which all the news channels are just clamoring to find aviation experts whenever there's a plane crash. Sure. A few of them said, doesn't so much look like when you look at the path, he was trying to go back to the airport. It looks like he was trying to steer away from that residential area right there and knew he was going down and crashed it in an open field. So probably the pilots saved even more lives because they are... By all accounts, an experienced flight crew, not the type who just a regular run of the mill, something goes wrong, the plane's going down. They should be able to work through that sort of thing. So it looks like, as probably a dying effort, they saved some lives, if that's true. This is just an initial report, but the analysis suggests they got away from the populated area and into a field. The Prime Minister is urging us not to speculate about the cause of the crash, but isn't that what we do when there's a plane crash? Sure, there we is. all ask yeah. the question instinctively, why did the plane yeah. crash? No, there's always speculation. There's always going to be speculation. You can't tell someone to stop. They're not going to. It's like speculating with Harry and Meghan. There's no difference. We're still going to speculate things until we know facts. Sudden emergency. This goes down just a couple of hours after missile attacks. It doesn't look good. And it's certainly not appropriate to blame the crew at this point. The black box recorders have been recovered, but apparently they're missing a few spots. Hmm. This seems a little suspicious to me. That sounds sketchy. Doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think so. And when we mentioned it yesterday that it was the whole thing seemingly kind of sketchy, we had a couple of people saying, well, don't don't do any conclusions. Well, we're not, but we're questioning. We're allowed to question. 
We're allowed to question. We, we have, all are. There are entire branches of some governments that do nothing but investigate plane crashes, and they do that so that the citizens can have answers. It's all we're asking for is answers. And frankly, I think the 176 people on board and their families deserve to know what actually happened Absolutely. here. Absolutely. And, and whatever the cause is, let's just hope that they actually do get the correct, accurate answer. Mm-hmm. Um, the union representing Ontario's Catholic teachers will be at the bargaining table today and tomorrow. If they don't get a deal with the province, work to rule. I asked this question on Facebook today, and I'm not sure that I got an answer that satisfied me. Maybe if you're a member of the union, you could answer this for me. Why work to rule? Why don't you just strike? Why take away some services and make it really inconvenient for everyone from the students to your administrators to the parents when you could just strike and go all in on this? Because it seems like they're just kind of dipping their toe in the water. And for a while now, People have been really piggybacking off the secondary school teachers. Those secondary school teachers, uh, they were doing a work to rule and then they were doing their one day strikes. At least they were out there picketing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like they're getting full support from all the unions. It doesn't seem like they've all got together and said, if we don't get a deal by X date, maybe it's Monday. It's a full withdrawal of all services, every level, Catholic, public, elementary, secondary, English, French, we're all walking. There will be absolutely no school until we get a deal. Because part of this is the unions have a deal that they worked out in a previous negotiation where they're all entitled to what another union gets. So if one union negotiates, we get Fridays off. They're all entitled to have that as an option presented to them. Why don't you guys just all go solidarity on this? Why are we just working to rule here? Because it really doesn't seem like you're doing enough Are they afraid they'll get legislated back to work? Or what is the problem here? Why don't they just strike? If you're really that passionate about it, why don't you just walk? Mm -hmm. No one has answered that question yet, nearest I can tell. So if you're part of the union, we'll keep you confidential if you want, but you're probably privy to a few more things than we are. Some memos actually do stay within the union and don't get leaked to the media. Leak it to us. I'd kind of like to know what's the strategy here because mm-hmm. I want to understand it before I make a judgment here. Somebody tell me why you don't just strike. So if you're a member of the union, help me out here. There you go. Lots of speculation in this one. <laughs> a you little bit. That? Yeah, there certainly this is. This is the speculation podcast. We had an insane number of downloads yesterday. Thank you very much, everybody. Remember to hit that subscribe button and you'll get future episodes as they come out. And uh, what else? Well, tomorrow we'll bring you a new one. It'll include our missed connections as well from our show. On 91.5 The Beat in Kitchener. Have a great day, everybody.